So the big question is this, how do investors like us who don't have a PhD in finance earn millions to start investing? How do we grow our bank accounts to build real savings and retirements and yet still have the time to do what we really love? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Yeah, hello everyone. So yeah, real investors, you guys here. I just want to go back to working for you. I'm here very so my name is Yi Ping Yang, so I'm a third year PhD student advised by Professor Vladimir Kostenko. Uh, so uh, my research interest lies in zero knowledge proof and secure multi-party computation and some kinds of blockchains. Uh, so more specifically for zero knowledge, I'm doing research in how you can utilize zero knowledge using these programs. So this is a very valuable way to use these programs that we miss. Uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with this, uh, I will talk about zero knowledge today, so you will know what I'm saying. And uh, for the secure multi-party computation, I'm doing research like uh, building standards kind of systems. Also, provide the ability to easily write secure uh, function evaluations. And for blockchain, I'm working on like uh, how you can uh, enable programmability in the layer. Okay. Uh, so this is the high level of what I'm, uh, my background. Uh, so today, my plan is to talk to you guys about an introduction about your knowledge. Uh, I just want to like uh, give a very quick survey to know like what kind of knowledge you guys already have. Uh, so have you guys ever heard about your knowledge before? Never? Oh, good. Uh, so I hopefully you never heard about the your knowledge stuff, huh? right? And uh, and you don't know what uh, Dcash is? Dcash? Yeah, yeah. Dcash, okay, good. Uh, that's my point. So thanks to blockchain, the better become bigger and bigger. And uh, so, uh, and, uh, I think I guess that you know about your Starbucks circuit and our previous change program. Very good. So, uh, anyway, so from the field set, I'm going to, so today I'm going to start from like talking about uh, your knowledge, talking about proofs, interreactive proofs, what is your knowledge proof. And I uh, just give you like really high level idea of what's happening in this field. And, uh, and after like one hour, so you already like uh, some people you can discuss with some other people who doesn't know about anything. Knowledge, and you can discuss at a very high level what's happening. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, so, so let's start with proof. Don't forget about what your knowledge is, your proof. Uh, so, what I mean, so, so think about what is a proof. So, in terms of a proof, there always be two parties, right? There's a prover, there's a verifier. Okay, there's a few party participant called the prover. Uh, in this talk, I'm going to use Alice as a prover. And the G of P. And there's a verifier, uh, Bob. I'm using E of P. So, what is a proof? Proof is that we are a prover want to convince a verifier some statement is true. Right? This is a proof. That is proof. For example, I want to prove you and this is a statement, you want to verify and how about my knowledge? Okay. Uh, so, so anyway, so let's make it more formally. What's actually happening here is that uh says there is a languages is defined as a subset of some bit string. So this is a set considering all the string, no matter how, how long it is, maybe it will uh, consider with either zero or one, 
nothing else. And there's a set consists of the string, the subset of the entire string. Okay, this string. And a statement uh, is nothing but says that x is inside of this set. But I'll give you some example. It looks like three, but there's some example to make it very straightforward. So for example, I can say, uh, for example, first example, I can say uh, 15 is a byte prime. So what we mean by saying 15 is a byte prime, I basically say that uh, 15 is in the set, in the p times q, where p, q are primes. Okay, I, I try to say that byte prime is defined as some number like uh, multiplications of prime. So what is 15 is byte prime. This statement just says that this thing is inside of some set. Okay, so whatever statement is, is that we predefine a set and some element inside of set is, is a statement. Okay, let's give me uh, some more example. For example, a statement can be something like where 2 is uh, irrational. So basically, you can imagine there's a set where it contains all the irrational numbers, and this statement just say that where two is inside of this set. Okay, by the way, everyone here knows how to prove this one is irrational. Let's try. Uh, okay, uh, quickly, uh, it's just some quick business. Uh, it's not related to today's talk, but let me try to prove this to you. Like give you a high level idea what is a proof. Traditional proof, mathematical proof, like you go to some exam, professor asks you to provide a proof. What is uh, So how to prove uh, square root is irrational? So first, uh, you assume square root is irrational. This means that square root can be written into uh, p over q, where pq is some integers. Okay, fine. So I can shift q here. So square root times q equal to p. And I have 2q squared equal to p squared. Okay, so first, this is an even number, right? 2 times this. So this is also an even number. But this is p squared. This means this number needs to divide it by 4. Alright? Think about I, I, I factorize it to 2 to the power of k. This k would be an even number. Okay, so I have square here. Says p, says p is equal to two times two to the power of k times some number I don't know. Uh, let's say p prime. So p prime is not divided by two. Then this means that this p square can be factorized into two k times p uh, prime square. So this means that the factor that two uh, this one is two to the power of two k. The same thing here is an even number. Okay, but what about the left one? Again, the Q can be written into 2 to the power of uh, L Q prime. So Q square can be written into 2 to the power of 2 L Q prime uh, square. So two, to the, uh, 2 times Q square can be written uh, 2 L, 2 to the power of 2 L plus 1. So this is an odd. There's a conjunctive here, obviously. The left one has the odd, the right one has the even. It's not possible. So this means that square root two can be not cannot be written into this form. So it's a really irrational number. Okay. Uh, it's just some warm up. 
to see what actually traditional proof look like. So you can imagine a traditional proof. Since uh, happen is that the proof I want to convince the verifier, proof I write down something and send something to the verifier, and the verifier make it and convince or not. Okay, that's now communication and proof of the verifier and more. So you know about this right now, I will talk about it very soon. So let me give you a more example. Three. Uh, for example, I'm going to say five is in the language of set. Now five is a Boolean function. So for example, five can five can be written into a and uh, not b. So each a and b is just one bit, zero, zero or one. So I can assign a to one, b to zero, so five will become one. So this means that this Boolean uh, formula can be satisfied. Okay. Uh, feel free to ask any questions. Okay, so this is a statement. Okay, and I can define another thing. I say phi is not in set. Uh, for example, when phi is equal to a and not a, phi is not in set, obviously, because no matter how you assign a, here, zero, or one, you will provide zero, yellow one. Okay, good. So, the re why, why I mentioned this too? Well, I'm trying to convince you guys that actually proof is not. As simple as possible. I mean, two different statements, prove two different statements, is not as simple. They are not, uh, the simplicity is not the same. Why? How can I prove to you that some five, for example, when I give you this uh, formula, how can I prove this one instead? I just go into show you how I assign it. And you check it, it's one, and you convince by me, it's ten. Because I provide all the input for A and B, and you you insert it and you evaluate five, you get one. But to prove to you that this statement is not in step, this function is not in step, is not the same, because I cannot say to I provide you all kinds of possibility to assign all the variables, then there's nothing I can do here. Basically, for you, you basically do the same thing, because you can also like uh, prove for us to try every single possibilities, right? You can try to Assign is zero and assign A is one, so you already convinced by yourself. That's no hope for me to convince you, like, easier, right? I cannot say, yeah, no, okay. Another example is that, uh, uh, think about this. So think about there is a function, so make, make it more mathematically. <coughs> so think about there is a function at x, okay, just a continuous functions, normal function, whatever function you like. I try to convince you that fx will go through uh, the x exit. How can I prove to you? I just send you an R, and you're going to evaluate fr, and you see whether f is equal to zero or not, right? I try to convince you there is this R such that fr is equal to zero. But the other thing is that the not case for this statement is not so trivial. For example, I want to convince you for any R, fr is not equal to it's not the same as the first one. So proof this one is easier. Proof this one is not. Okay, obviously. So okay. So so let's talk about the uh, proof. I just write down here. Proof is very soon. So so this line is uh, a conventional proof. It's a traditional proof. We I actually see in mathematical. Best cause. So what is this proof here? There's a prover. X. X is a statement. Okay. Okay. Statement means X becomes 
temperatures. There's a verifier for being stable at transcript. So proof I'm going to send the pi, pi is the transcript, like what I write down here. I want to prove the square root, draw the verifier, you see the proof and you read it, you either accept it or not. This is the definition of proof. Verifier around something that's called B, bring the output 0 or 1. Okay, what is a proof? So first, the feature is that uh, this pi may have fine. And right now here I prove square root 2 is an irrational. This is my pi. But it's not all the statement that define this pi. For example, this proof means P is not equal to P. How to find this pi? Let me try another way. And the second thing is that we should ensure uh, here uh, for verifier to check this pi is easier to generate. Uh, why? Because if verifier himself can easily generate pi, then what is the proof? Proof means that, so you can think about it as the proof, the proof and the verifier. Verifier should be from each pi. So that cannot have the same as computation of power as proof. Verify just uh, read something. If you already know the true or false, you don't have to repeat everything happens to happen. Uh, proof are going to generate this part. There's no sense of it. So I think uh, everybody heard about MP. So I'm trying to uh, bring the MP formal definitions here. So what is MP? So actually MP is related with it. So, so if a language is in an P, uh, if and uh, only if, uh, there is this a polynomial time P, uh, such that uh, if X is inside of this language, this B uh, X pi. Uh, let me write it this way. There is this some pi. Okay, pi is the inner sentence of this next statement that uh, v x pi will output one. Basically, it means that I accept this proof. Okay, there is this pi. Pi is a proof. And for if x is not in these languages, uh, for any pi, this v x pi should output one. This actually is the formal definition of x. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with anything. So this is a formal definition of MP. Okay, so uh, you don't have to know all these things here. But I'm trying to say that, okay, so let's go back to what I just pointed out. I said this one is easier than this. Why? Because actually, this step is uh, languages in MP. Well, these languages, we actually name it like concept. This concept is not in the languages of them. Okay, so the formal is saying is that the, the traditional proof, like a mathematical proof, can handle something in MP easily, but may not be able to handle something not in MP Okay, so how can we solve this? How can we make this company? So, in like, uh, I think it's 1985, uh, by Mikali and the Donald Uh, let me. Ian, real quick, 
I think this is an assumption, right? COSAT is not an NPM. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a good point. So, uh, this COSAT is not an MP, it's an assumption. There's no formal proof right now. Just assumption. But I'm trying to convince you that something in MP is true, but something not in MP is not true. Okay, let me change it. Okay. Okay, so, so, so what's happening is that there's a, in 1985, I think uh, it's been identified with Kali and uh, both Wasser uh, talk about something called interreactive. So what is interreactive proof? So you look in this diagram, the proof are sending some pipe to verify, bound verify with pipe, and check whether it's zero or one. So interreactive proof means that proof are verified can talk with each other. Proof can send something, verify can Query something, proof can answer the query. So it turns out that in this way, our proof system will be constructed. Okay, so why? Um, so let's think about this question. What is actually an interrogative proof? Let me give you a very simple example. There is right now proof of Alice holding two cards. Okay, the cards have a vector force, right? It's either white or black. But their back is the exactly the same. Okay, so so I copy two cards. So again, their back is the same. So the Alice say, yeah, I hold two cards. It's both white. How can Alice prove it's false? You can just open two cards because yeah, it's both white and green. Okay, but you don't, uh, but Bob doesn't have to ask Alice to open both two cards. Bob can randomly challenge Alice one of them. Right, so Bob can say, okay, Alice, please open the number one card for me. They are identical from the back, okay? Then, then Bob say, yeah, the number one card is white, so with uh, one and a half, white with half probability, it should be both white, because I already see one. Okay, so why this work? Because before Bob going to challenge Alice, Alice doesn't know what Bob going to challenge. So Bob Alice cannot play, it says, imagine right now Alice only has one white card. Alice cannot conditional put this white card in the branch where Bob going to challenge. Okay, you can just guess, okay, Bob will challenge me at one, so I just don't have one white card, I will put one. So we have half a bit this, Bob will catch Alice is not holding the white card. I can repeat this uh, experiment again and again, and you can see that it's not really true, so it's not very fast. Okay, so this is a high level interactive proof. So for, uh, today I'm not going to say that how this interactive proof is powerful. It's uh, for time limited. Uh, uh, you can check it. So basically, in this interactive proof, the formal definition is that instead of, uh, I already wiped it, instead of saying that this completeness and uh, I forget one, I say one thing. So let me give this to some more languages. Uh, is that yeah, uh, for any x in these languages, so there's a proof and a verifier. So previously here I only put a b, so p is not interactive. Here I want interactive and verifier. It means that the, the possibility that I run this p as interactive machines and equals the uh, statement output y uh, should be larger than some constants. So in that paper they say this uh, actually over over here from this. Okay. And uh, 
So this, this is called completeness. What is completeness? Completeness means that if x is actually in the language, if x is actually a true statement, prove it to be labeled to the greater than some certain quantity. Larger than some lower bound. Okay, for example, here is Okay. So what about uh, something else? Uh, uh, if x is not in the language, uh, for any p, sorry. so p needs to be stronger than greater. Like I said, it's p plus So the possibility that the p and the vx, so this is not not in the language, so he cannot call it uh, just less than three. So this basically means that the possibility if x is not in the language, if the statement is false. And it cannot convince verifier with uh, X cannot convince false with uncertain possibility. This is just one instance. So I can I can I can repeat this uh, experiment again and again. So finally you can imagine this possibility will join zero while this one will go up to one. So in this case actually I will prove about is able to verify that X Okay, this is an interactive proof. I haven't covered anything about the words yet. So I'm not going to even like to say, say how strong is this interactive proof. You can go into some paper if you are interested. So let's talk about your knowledge. Uh, so I just give some formal definitions here, and I will give more example after this time point, and you will find more interesting. Okay. Maybe something here is some ridiculous time. Uh, it's okay. okay. So let's talk about the theorem. So, okay, so for example, again, we have a function fx. The statement says if fx is goes through the x exit, uh, means that if this an r such that fr is equal to zero, you are the verifier, I'm the prover. Okay, and how can I prove to you? I'm going to send you r. Right? You compute, you find it's zero. So what I say statement as fx uh, goes through x exit works. The already has this statement. Right? This one. But I give you more information. Right? In this proof, I just want to convince you that fx goes through x exit. I, I, I don't have to show this out to you. This one provides you more knowledge. Right? Because you not only know fx goes to x exit, you also know like where fx is going to go. So the question here is that can I prove to you in a manner of zero knowledge such that you only learn that fx goes to x exit, but never know like what r is? Okay, it, it sounds like magic, uh, but let me write it down uh, formally. So what is a zero knowledge proof? Zero knowledge proof first, it is an interactive proof where the verifier learns the statement x is in these languages and nothing else. Okay, let's talk about this nothing else here. So in a proof, 
I want to prove you a statement is x in L. Finally, you only need an x in L. You never know what x is. You never know what like uh, witness or how what witness enough. Okay. So, so first, why this is important? So uh, let me give you some uh, usage, uh, use case, scenario. So first, uh, think about a, a really interesting problem about mass bounty. So this is not a really good uh, example, but I like this one because I work on this. Okay, so what is mass bounty? So it's right now Facebook. Okay, let's so not Facebook. Uh, Google have a program, you found a bot. Okay, so and you want to pay, you send an email to Google and say, hey Google, I found a bounty in your program. Please give me some bounty. Okay, first I found the bounty. I will show you the bounty. Uh, but there's a scenario, right? There's a chicken and egg problem. Is that you going to review your bot first or Google pay to you first? Okay, as a, as a programmer, you don't want to leak your bot because you want to leak the bot and Google to fix it and run away. There's no proof for you to react exactly you find the bot, right? If Google pay to you, Google not happy because once Google pay to you, yeah, you run away. You don't need to review your bot, right? Yeah, decentralized. Okay. Uh, so you can use bot. Uh, you can use zero knowledge proof. You can generate a zero knowledge proof to the Google to show that their program can actually hit some specific state, uh, which is the bot. So at that time, the the Google already know. Yeah, you find the bot. I never know like what kind of bot it. Then you pay you, you pick the bot. Okay, so right now. So another thing you can do is like uh, the identity chat. So for example, you are holding some secret key. It's your login token for the bank account. You don't want to send a clear text directly to the bank, obviously. Right? You don't create that. For example, there's a thing in the middle that they can grab your key and he can create it. As yourself according to Google me. Okay. But instead of going to directly prove the key, uh, provide the key, the user are going to provide a proof that he actually got the key that satisfies some specific constant uh, constraint. For example, say there's a hash function, the user holds the key to make it some specific value. So this value can be published. Everybody knows that to log in your account, you need to log this. How to reveal this key? I cannot really create it, otherwise once you get it, you can, you can prevent one line from me. Uh, but using this zero knowledge proof, I can prove like I actually know the key makes this hash function where this is from. I actually know that. Okay, this is another use case. So another interesting use case is about the scientific computations. So for examples right now, the your professor holding the grades for the entire class. Yeah, and your parents want to know like uh, what is the average. You're going to call to the professor, professor provide the number, and how why, why the parents need to see the professor actually some computations on that data. Right, the proof, so the professor can provide the proof that he actually do uh, on average, just get the average on that specific database. So your parents can say, yeah, it's actually the proof the professor actually Okay, another example is about the uh, blockchains. So I think uh, all of you know like uh, in the blockchains and Bitcoin uh, for account is a public chain. 
tricky. Algorithms to evaluate are actually the order. It's already in as tricky. I need to use pure knowledge. But you only know that, yeah, you actually have to feel about tricky. A correct one is a bit complicated and you cannot not know even one bit of even one bit. Okay. So this is uh is usage. So then uh let's talk about uh how this is possible. Okay, it's not like black, black magic because it's not like an intuitive I say, yeah, I want to prove to you. And I'm not revealing anything, and you already give me that, yeah, you are actually knowing something. And nothing else. So, next, let's talk about uh, how this is possible. Uh, I'm going to provide, uh, do this by example because I don't want to think like a parallel normally and really mess heavy. So, let's say right now we have a case, we have an Alice. And somehow Alice is a red and a green uh, color line. So basically Alice, in Alice can red and green also. Okay? So Alice holding two cards. Two car. One is green, one is red. So like a, a normal color line people view. How can these people prove to Alice she is actually holding two different cards? Because on Alice hand, even you are the Alice, even though it's one is red, one is green, so the Alice point point is the same. Right? How can other people prove to Alice you have two different cards? Why is red, one is green? How to do this? So it's very interesting. So here I say there's a card, right? There's a head, there's a back and forth, there's a on the back end of the same. Think about the photo card. Okay, on the back end, the same. And uh, on the face, what why is red, why is green? So Alice needs the card to be, okay, I'm going to put Alice, and try to put Alice. And I'm going to write down on the back, uh, one and the two. Okay, that's the setting. And Alice is going to take her card back, and randomly pick one of it, and only show this face to me. She's holding this card, and show this to me, say this is red, and trying to ask me, is one of it. Okay, I can answer one or two. If these two cards is the same, say it's red and red, for me I can only guess, because I only see red, I don't know one or two. I cannot correctly answer it one or two. Right? Imagine on the Alice, you see here is one, and here is red, so you say one. And so here you get correct, so let me try it again. Try it again and again. And obviously if these two cards is different, and then like uh, 100 times, you only have two to the power of one hundred over one possibility that you guess every single. But if this color is the same, you can only guess one possible. You cannot make one pass every single test. Okay, this is an example. So next, I'm going to give you an example I really like, which is Sodoku. Uh, how neural knowledge happened in Sodoku, and uh, after this, we'll make you more of it, I guess. So, uh, any of you guys don't know what is Sodoku? I don't know whether my phone is working or not. Can you replace it though? No, it's so long. Can I ask you to? Yeah, with the judge. Sudoku. Okay. Anyone here don't know this game? Everyone knows? I don't know if you explain this game to you all. Okay, cool. 
So basically, it has a nine times nine phrase, uh, and uh, our requirement is it's smaller in row, and then it's nine units with the B1. Okay, let's go. So, say there's Alice and Bob and Charlie. They are really good friends. So, they really like to play sort of calling, uh, sort of call together. And, uh, let's play the game. Okay, so they play it this way is that Alice is going to provide a problem and Bob going to solve it. Bob going to solve the problem, Charlie going to solve it. Play this way. Okay. So one day Bob come up with a really hard questions and provide for Alice on Alice solve. But Alice tries like uh, maybe two or three days and uh, no 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 I, I don't know how to solve it. So Bob you must choose, you must provide me some unsolvable solution. Okay, so Bob said, okay fine, I'm going to prove to you I, I know the solution. And Alice said, okay, good, that's really good, because once you give me the solutions, I'm going to provide the same problem to your Charlie, so I can, basically, I can laugh at Charlie, okay? And uh, so, I thought, they said, hold on, I'm going to prove to you I know the solution, but I don't want to give you my solution. I'm just going to prove that there is the solution. Alice said, okay, what the hell? This guy must be crazy. There's no hope for him to produce, because he must give me the solution, otherwise I can't give So Bob said, that's where it's game, okay? So, so if you imagine what happened in this protocol, and uh, uh, there's a, this one is painful because I need to draw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, one, five, six, seven, eight. This protocol, okay? This protocol is that you already know some number, maybe one here, one here, I don't know, here, like this, right? So the solution is that I, I, I put one number here. So so basically they're going to first prepare uh, some card, one to nine, nine times one to nine card, based on your time. Okay, so the card uh, from again from the bank are identical from the possible uh, there's one to nine. Okay. So the the, the ball is going to first put the questions ten. Okay. So maybe you already see that this is what is the problem. And the ball is going to put other solutions from here, but down. Okay, upside down. So from the from the Alice point of view, you only see the problem and the some card uh, uh, back. It's identical you cannot tell like what is happening. Like what, what is the problem. Okay. So so Alice both say, okay, Alice, you can challenge me by either row, either column. Or either this, I don't know how to break. Okay, basically you, you choose uh, one out of three of it. So for example, if Alice choose row, Bob is going to grab this nine card and put it on top of it. Okay, grab this nine. Uh, grab this nine card and put it on top of it. And grab this nine card and put it on top. And then you have nine pockets. I repeat it. And uh, the form is just going to shuffle everything, so I'm going to send the topic back to Alice, and Alice is going to open every packet to check like whether each of them contains one. Okay, why this why this works? So the thing about this is that because Alice is randomly chosen one. If Bob doesn't know the solution, at least one of these challenges cannot pass. Right? At least one of them. Uh, so 
So Paul, if Paul doesn't know the solutions, Paul can only say, okay, I I bet and it's never say wrong, so I can make wrong other valid. And uh, so this means that there's a one over the probabilities that Paul uh, inform chief of the wrong child. Right? I repeat this again, okay? Uh, okay, let, let's continue the game. So, so once finished, Alice is not happy, and he said, no, 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 it's not my sir. Catch it. But I just was unlucky, and he said, okay, let's try it again. And after, like, several times, you can think this part of it is one, right? Four thousand dollars, I wish that should call me at least one of this game. Okay, good. How is this zero knowledge, though? Because Alice learns the contents of one of the lobes, which in a oh, two good, good questions. Okay, let's think about why this is zero knowledge. Yeah, what's not about just sending because, the row? Because uh, a sort of cool solutions tell you that each node will contain one to nine. So after Bob's, uh, sorry, after Alice saw one to nine, there's nothing more. This is exactly the statement saying there's a solution. Yes, but Alice learns. Okay, this is one full row of the soup, which it's a, he, he, she just know that. Uh, so first, if there's a solution, okay. Well, what what do we mean by there's a solution? It means that I have assignment that each row, each column, and each break is one to nine. So by learning this, you didn't provide more information to Alice rather than there is a solution. But I learned the ordering of one through nine and one. Oh, you need to shuffle it. You need to shuffle it. You, you put it in the packet. You oh, put it in the back and you just shuffle it. But do you shuffle the rows or do you shuffle the orderings of the rows? Oh, it's not ordering. You can think about like there's a uh, nine card in one back. Right? I guess randomly. Yeah, and these are the nine rows, right? Yeah, one continue. You only continue four, nine four, cards. Four. The order it doesn't make any, it doesn't include any information. Uh, because I shuffle it. Are you shuffling the set of nine rows? Or are you it's shuffling true. the Oh, shuffle nine pocket, right? I have nine bags. Each bag has nine cards. Okay. And I'm just going to provide you with a bag. And this card is an individual tile. Yeah, it's just like a, like a supermarket bag. And, uh, well, yeah, but like, does, does the card represent an individual square or does the card represent the whole row? Square. Okay. Just one, one, one unit here. We have okay. nine card. And you take a nine card and say it's one, one each of them contains just one. That is good. Mm -hmm. That's enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The prover here is honest. It must be. Okay, and uh, so let's continue. So, so let's continue. So yeah, the after Alice know the bomb is really tricky kind of proving strategies. Alice said, cool, this is really cool. We should go like a YouTube streamer. Because streamer just like a stream on Twitch. We just streaming for solving this puzzle. So basically the, the, the people who watch the streamer is going to provide the puzzles and uh, Alice is going to solve it. And Bob is going to do this trick, this proof. Okay, Bob is like an audience and say, okay, Alice, please give me roll, please give me Colin, please give me bring. They become popular, everybody likes to get it, I don't know why. But uh, yeah, become popular, people are going to send present. Okay, but one day, there's a really hard puzzle. Okay? Uh, Alice already solved it, but Alice forget about the solution. He left his 
home and you come to the streamer room and say, okay, fuck up, I, I forget about my solution. But you need to provide solution to the audience, otherwise the audience will say, okay, it's just okay. Okay? So, so, so but uh, the, the, uh, the stream is already on. I mean, it's all about to on. So there's no enough time for Alice to resolve all the puzzle again. So, so Alice said, okay, hold on. Or we can cheat. How can we cheat? Or please tell me what you're going to change in advance. Right? I say, okay, that's do some cheat. Or because we want to get money, okay, audience, okay, so get money. So both say, I say, or please tell me what you're going to change me. So we both say, okay, yeah, I'm going to change your raw, color, green, gold, gold, whatever stuff. And in that case, even Alice doesn't know the solutions, Alice can provide a group. Right? This means that this proof only work for Alice to prove for. If you are the audience for this streamer, if you believe this proof, this basically means that you believe Bob. You believe Bob actually provides some randomness, Alice never know in advance. Okay? So after this streamer, streaming happening, Alice and Bob feel like, uh, yeah, this is really great, we can get a lot of money, so he talked to Charlie, this kind of chick, and okay. Bob can in advance tell what he's going to challenges. And Charlie become really angry because Charlie is a really nice guy. He said, no, no, you, can, you guys cannot do it. And I must come up with a better way to do it. Okay, so how to do this? Charlie is going to invent a machine. Okay, this machine is just going to check this protocol solutions. So these machines include a random challenges by Charlie himself. Okay, you say that, okay, first challenge, I need to challenge go, second challenge is going to fallen, third is challenge three, and the third is whatever this is, it's just a tape. Okay, you want it's a tape. So Charlie provides this tape and put this machine inside of Alice and Bob's home. So once Alice saw, he just put in his machines, the machine will read this from here and then try to see whether they are the same. Okay, clear? So in this case, Charlie already provided machines put in the Alice and Bob home because this random is coming from Charlie himself, so Charlie basically does it. There's no way for Alice to know any advance. Okay? So, okay, so the Alice and Bob become jealous. He said, okay, Bob, Charlie, yeah, this is a great machine, it's why you can only prove to you. We need a machine that all three can play. Because this machine works for three, you can use this machine to prove Alice to Bob and use this machine to prove Alice to Charlie. And use this machine to pop to Charlie and Charlie to end, Charlie to pop. Okay, how do we do this? So, so think about rather than we have a we have a tape, we have a like a button. So, so there's a button. Here they say row, they say three, they say column, and I repeat this all the time. So basically, there's a there's uh, like a error point to go instead of first time this one. Okay, so how can I do this? So basically, M is going to go inside and going to uh, randomly input a number. So you are going to shift this uh, error in some way. Okay, you say my randomness is x, y, z. So it's not right now for simplicity, I just want to change this three times. Okay? And uh, Bob say oh, uh, x a x b and x c. Uh, sorry. Why uh, x a y and z a? 
and x p y p and y p. This is form randomness, and this is Hardy's randomness. And uh, that this machines will use the true randomness as x a plus x p plus x p y a plus y p plus y c a plus Okay, what does it actually mean? For example, let's say the first challenge I want to use zero. Uh, Bob say I want to put one. Let me give you a more concrete examples. Hardy say okay, I want to put one. So this zero plus one plus one will be two. So the first challenge will be one. Okay, we need plus three. Obviously, we have a four here, but the plus three is still two. Okay, why this important? Because if I do this, Charlie. Either, uh, so Alice can collude with Bob. Alice can know XA, Bob know XB, but then there's no way for them to know XB. So there's no way for them to see and let's know this challenge better. Okay, this is called secret share. Basically, I secret share these things about three parties. If one of them is honestly, there's no people can know this, right? The people knowing this basically they need to collude together. Alice, Bob, and Charlie need to play with each other. So at least it's like this, it's like this, it's like this, it's like this. So right now this thing is wrong information. Okay, it's not uh, seen by anyone, anybody else. Okay. So this actually called Charlie setup. You can see cash during that thing was happening. So this actually happened like the ceremony. I don't know whether you guys know. They actually play something like this. Basically, each participant going to. Uh, for some randomness in person, I actually had a streamer. You can watch some guy from the side or something. Okay. And this one means that uh, actually, if you think about this as relativities, if you trust one of it, you trust the entire thing. Because you trust, for example, you trust Charlie, you may say that Charlie never revealed his XC. So nobody else wants to know XC plus XC plus XC. So these machines protocol. Okay, this is called this setup. So, uh, nevertheless, so I already show you how this works by two examples. Uh, but we should uh, back to some formalizations now. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. What is this? So I already find this. Oh, by the way. This machine has a weakness. What is weakness? So it's one day Alice and Bob came out. Charlie said, oh, Tommy. Okay. But Charlie wants to figure out what the tape is. He can just play with these machines and see the output and figure out what the tape is. Okay, so try to think about how to do this. I'm not going to talk about this today. Okay, so let's talk about it. So, so I already proved, uh, convinced you zero knowledge proof is possible. Like I can do this exactly in zero knowledge way, but if you think about what happened actually, I I, I somehow invent uh, some idea about possibilities or negative. I mean, you, I have some possibilities to cheat, but as long as this cheating possibility is very low, I'm good. Okay, so zero knowledge proof is an interactive proof system. I want proof of the statement exists in the languages and uh, again, nothing else. So let's talk about this nothing else. Okay, so nothing else is a really interesting thing. Okay, 
what actually mean formally, what is nothing else. Uh, so this actually is a really good question in crypto, crypto world. For example, like you can imagine I have a skin, a attacker going to attack this skin. How can I prove that this game is secure? Because there's like a bunch of different crazy attackers, you can actually attack this, attack that. Right? How can I prove to you that this is secure? I can prove that, for example, I can say, okay, this car is very secure in the sunny day. But I can never say that this car is, how can I prove to you this car is secure under all conditions? Right? It's a part of this condition, that condition. So how to prove this for only is actually, the, I think it's actually some uh, interesting, um, this is a core uh, research field in crypto, in my point of view. Okay? So, uh, so let's actually talk about this nothing else. What is nothing else? Uh, I will give you another example here. So the thing is, Alice then going to ask Alice, how was your school? Okay. Alice, how was your school today? So Alice, in Alice's mind, he said, okay, yeah, I think about what's happening during this day. Okay, Bob kicked me, so I need to guess one. <laughs> okay, and he said, okay, good. But uh, my math grade is really high, so I just add one point. And uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I pick up one $10 for the floor, so I, I add one point. So yeah, it's positive, so I, 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 I uh, add three times again, say, good, it's a good thing. <laughs> so it was a good day here. It's a statement. So this is a statement. While this is the Alice witness. Right? Alice has some something happened actually in these days and he calculated it as a mathematical way something and he said here is good. Okay, this is zero knowledge. Why this is zero knowledge? Because I can pretend I'm Alice as well. I just go to London, but then ask me I just say I don't have to know about it. Okay. I don't have to know Bob TV, I don't have to know I have $10, I don't have to know my math way is good. I can always imply it was good then. Okay, basically what does this mean? Is that formally speaking, uh, uh, a proof uh, is uh, zero knowledge. Uh, so a proof of uh, zero knowledge means that the verifier view okay. is computational in distinguishing by some simulator only provided. What does this is mean? So this means that the verifier, this is what verifier is seeing in the real proof. What verifier actually get interactive with the prover? So you're going to get some transcript. You see some information, and he said, "Yeah, this is the information I get. Based on the information I get, I trust this statement." Okay, this one is in the interesting between this. This means that there are some players. You only know the fact. You know nothing about the statement. You know nothing about the witness. You know nothing about Alice's kick by ball. But you can also simulate the same transcript. The transcript here from the pop up is a uh, sorry pop that that is a verified that is the proof verified to see that it was a good day okay and uh, the 
the simulator, knowing that it was a good day, can always output the same transcript if it was a good day. It doesn't have to know all the things happening here. This is a formal definition, you don't have to know the details now. But if you are interested, you can use our paper provided by provide simulator paper. Yeah, but there's a how to simulate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah how to simulate it. There's a paper called yeah. how to simulate it. You can read it, and you can see more information here. How to do this here. Normally. So, can I find me this there? Uh, let me talk about one thing. I think this one is important. Can I talk about the knowledge extractor? So, this idea, I, I think, is really important. I'm going to talk about an idea called the zero knowledge proof of knowledges. Okay, knowledge. So you guys know chapter fifty six, right? Okay, I want to prove you there is a. I want to prove you there is a chapter fifty six of something t equal to zero. I prove this to you. It's obvious. The chapter fifty six is a event, right? It's a. What do you say? So there must be this function make it zero, right? Three, it is three. I don't have to know the key. So, uh, oh, I don't remember. I also said this is subjective. So there must be this. That's subjective. And uh, zero knowledge proof of knowledge means that the proof of one to convince a verifier he knows something, he actually knows something. It's not something like fake. Okay. So, uh, for example, uh, in the zero knowledge proof, I can just say, yeah, chapter 26 is subjective. But in the zero knowledge proof of knowledge, I need to prove that I actually know this. Okay? So it's key. So, how can you do this? Uh, it's uh, using some technical extractor. So at a high level, you can imagine the extractor means that you can interact with Cooper, but in a, like a, in a universal parallel space. That means that he can interact with uh, Cooper, and uh, once he gets something, he can say, Cooper, hold on, forget what I have here, here and forget everything you have. Let me call you again, and you will get more things, and by two different information, you can somehow extract out the knowledge, out the weakness. So I want to do this with uh, examples. Okay. So I don't have to like a stop as well. I'm going to talk about the compound. Or show compound. Or I know I already know this product. Okay. So this protocol gives you ability to provide your knowledge group of knowledge. For the discrete law. Anyone here know discrete law? Or anyone doesn't know? You can review it. Yeah, I guess review it. What is discrete law? So, discrete law says that there is a group generated by generator G. So I will make a concrete example. And uh, so, basically, this means that this is a set. So, 
Means that this is a prover, there's a verifier, okay? They already agree on the generator of the proof. The verifier, and then they already know there is an H, H is g to the power of star x. The verifier only knows g and h, while the prover knows g, h, and x. Okay, prover want to convince the verifier, you know x. But she knows it. Uh, how do we do it? It's a really famous protocol called protocol. Uh, let me present this after this. Uh, so, first, proof I'm going to randomly generate a bigger randomness. This is random. Okay. And he's going to send this element u equal to g to the r. So, sorry, let me actually say it. This is the uh, i's randomly chosen. We're going to send g to the power of r equals u to the verifier. Okay, then verifier going to render another number out and send to the, let's actually make it more easy. This means it's a zq, this is a zq, this means that is the entire group, the order of g is uh, q. Okay, so he, he sent this c and he going to directly send this to the proof. And proof are going to reply V equal to R plus Cx. And uh, the verifier just check uh, whether G to the power of V is equal to the uh, U times H. So let's see why this protocol works. Why is correct? So first, uh, first, uh, what is G to the power of V? G to the power of V. 
is g to the power of r plus dx is g to the power of r times g to the power of uh, x to the power of c. Right? Is it g to the power of r is just u. g to the power of x is h. h is trivial by the very time in h. This one. If i is no x, we can provide a very hard distribution. Okay? So if Alice doesn't know the x, he cannot pass this check. Why? Because uh, he never know like what kind of c is going to get. And he need she need to somehow resolve this. And with high possibility, I can show the problem as years and uh, uh, so why? Because if Alice doesn't know x, right, this g to the power uh, this g to the power of i is provided by the you never know what c is. Then, for him to provide a value c, we try to uh, resolve this x, which is hard to know. Okay, so nevertheless, uh, forget about it. What I see here is that, uh, let me show you uh, why this is your knowledge. Okay, there's a simulator. So you, you can imagine what is the view of verify in this protocol. The view of protocol is that what actually the verifier gets from the protocol. So the verifier actually gets what? He gets uh, something called U, right? And he gets something called uh, C. And let me actually put this C as well here. He sends us, this is the entire view of this. Uh, if you the protocol, the verifier will see this is right. Okay, so the simulator, the simulator only knows that uh, H. He only knows H and uh, G and nothing else. He doesn't know the X. So the simulator can uh, first randomly chosen this D from ZQ. And he can randomly chosen this C from ZQ as well. And he's going to say, yeah, U is equal to G to the power of C. Divided by h power of c. You can check if this one is also can pass the test, obviously, right? Because here, g to the power of c is equal to u times h power of c. Don't cancel this out, right? And these two is the computation indistinguishable. What I mean is that uh, as a verifier, you play a game verifier, I say, okay, provide me a, either a choose proof or either a simulation proof. You cannot tell them apart. Basically, then the possibility to have this is actually possibility here. It's also the sign over the times of Q prime. So this is a, actually this is a all this verified proof because the proof the simulator I write down here requires the verified actually randomly chosen C. Otherwise, it cannot be computationally distinguishable. Uh, but but actually the uh, all this verified DK using about this method. What is our guys verify the DK? All this all, all this verified DK just means that all you know verified uh, is everything two percent or two percent? Yeah, I know X. No, this is okay. Okay. Anyway, so this is a basic block. Uh, how to make this uh from uh, all this verified DK? DK is actually very easy. I don't have time to analyze. I will look at some material and search. Okay, then the last thing I'm going to talk about is knowledge. What is this in chapter, right? 
So extractor means that the verifier, so imagine if extractor is going to communicate with prover, but he is powerful than prover in the sense that he can define, he can, he can like uh, record and display. Okay? Now extractor is going to communicate with prover, prover sending here and you, he's going to provide us and get it. Protocol is like a player has put his in the verified shoes and do this. And the extractor can do one thing says, hold on, let's start from this point. I provide you a different C prime, and you will give me a different Okay, well, the extractor can do this kind of thing. So, if you are going to solve UCNC, which is a valid uh, transcript, and the UC prime. Right, which is another valuation script. And he's going to learn this x. Uh, the math here is that x will equal to the e minus prime divided by e minus prime. Which I can see x is equal to So this is the extractor. So we might start to see why extractor, why verifier cannot learn. Well, because the ZK term of the verifier never works. But the extractor told me that there's an extractor can work. It's functioning. And it's not intuitive. But the things I want to mention here is that the extractor is more powerful in the sense that he can rewind. He can somehow play several instances. He can, because the extractor, you can think what happened is that extractor is going to hold this proof of algorithm on his hand. He can play with it. Again and again and again, and by record and replay it again and again and again, so he can he can get more he can get more transcript. While in the real proof, proof and verify is two different entities, so the verifier can only get one transcript for the proof. So so the verifier there's no way for verifier to do this with one. Okay, it's something related to the whole uh, I think it's. Actually, I understand it's really fun. I, I present a prepare a lot of more topics, but uh, unfortunately, we are not going to cover this today. So, take it back. Question on the Comments? Question? Can you define subjective in like, the terms of a hash, hash function in Java? Oh, this is a. Uh, uh, this question is quite hard. So you say why the subjective is subjective? Can you just define subjective? We want me to define subjective. Subjective means that the first subjective is going to output as a divided as a Yep. Okay, so I'm saying that the subjective here means that the any uh, bit string to 156, there is a pretty image case such that star to 36 case is important. Uh, and Okay. I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting towards. I mean, it could be. I had no idea. I just don't know how you would, how you could argue or assume. I mean, maybe you could assume it, but I don't know what what that would look like to have Shaw be. It's certainly injective because it takes any. It's just an algorithm that takes every input, but. I don't know what, how you can assume that there has to be a thing for every. I mean, uh, there could be, but I don't know how. You say there is a one point that the shot we can never touch. Maybe. 
I mean, what if there is? Or, I mean, what if you just define a hash function that is SHA-256, except the value is 0, and then you add 1? Oh, you can define another hash function. I'm not saying all hash functions have to disappear. I'm trying yeah. to argue that SHA-256 should have to disappear. Uh -huh. I mean, that's no formal proof. I agree. Well, maybe it's just like one thing. It's non-existent in MT. I think it's hard to prove this. That might be an assumption. It might be like yeah, this is a sample. Because if it wasn't, then it would be uniform only in the whole. Uh, if it wasn't, without the mean that it's possible, I guess. I would say that's an okay assumption. Like any of the other hash functions are something that it's true. Yeah, I'm trying to argue that even there is a one point in here, it doesn't mean that this hash value is not. Yeah. It still can be one way, it still can be uh, hash resistant. Fine. Okay, that was really good. Great. My only thing with zero knowledge groups is I still don't really get non interactive zero knowledge groups. Oh, okay. so the okay. I, can, I can tell you how. <laughs> so, so, see here, there's a challenge for the verifier to the prover. Mm -hmm. This is interact. This is only interactive. Right? Prover says something, verifier replies something, prover replies something. Great step. So I can say this challenge is based on some random oracle of the if. In that case, the proof doesn't require the verifier to send C anymore. You can locally generate. For example, I can say this C is equal to SHA-256 of this is the Yeah, this is the assembly. That's right. Okay. This is one way to make it non Okay, this is not the only way, but this is one way. I can say C is defined as this. So you, you start to think, okay, prover may be cheat, but prover cannot cheat because prover can, prover can like, uh, uh, let me think how to say this. The prover can, can cherry pick C, but he cannot solve U. Right? Prover can say, yeah, I know the solution when C equal to 5, but I also need to provide U. How can I provide U without solving this one? Okay, this is one way. So the other way for that non-interactive, actually for ZK snap, ZCAT is what I say at the first, like uh, about the trusting setup. They have some interactive at the first, using mm -hmm. trusting setup. Once trusting setup, because everybody on Earth doesn't know the post image, yeah. So you don't have to be like uh, using any like uh, interactive anymore. You can just pick something already there, like common reference string, whatever stuff. Have you seen the hidden layer for the signatures on Cache? Because that's like the whole thing built on on Cache. Like the just the private side of yeah Cache. Yeah, and I'm roughly familiar with it. Like it's it's really technical, but that basically oh Cache is really yeah, I mean Cache is not security. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with, you know, like, Monero and Wing signatures at a high level, but I couldn't describe, like, how Wing yeah, signatures right. actually prove security. <laughs> like, I, I can describe, I could describe Zcash on a high level, um, Pinocchio, but... The way I think about Fiat Shamir here is that the verifier is boring. He doesn't do anything. He just, everything he does can be just done by the prover anyway. Right? The interaction is kind of minimal. 
think about it. Imagine you're having a conversation with someone and they just tell you something random every time. It's a, it's a worthless kind of conversation. So yeah, the philosophy I hear is actually about the random oracle. Random oracle is really important sometimes. I mean, because random oracle provides a way to determine interesting things. So, in a practical reason, I mean, theoretical, theoretically, I don't think, I guess. By many protocol with, with this random oracle, you can get rid of computation, you can even get rid of uh, a lot of like, practical communication. For example, instead, in double second, I mean, at the time, I hope. Right, we'll talk about double circuit and uh, we will see all computer filters in how they kind of thing. Basically, here, you, you, you imagine here, what happening is that what is interaction? The very fact just was right in this protocol, the verifier do nothing, just, just the randomness. Mm -hmm. So if we have some random oracle, it means that the proof and the verifier can generate some randomness for that oracle, then that's fine. Right? The, the, the proof will just run, run the random oracle locally, the verifier can get some randomness, and there's no way, there's a no, I mean, no, we don't need ask verifier to provide randomness. We can locally generate the randomness ourselves, and it's a by the verifier based on the random oracle or something. Um, so like in, in Zcash, ZK snobs, right? That's the one ZK snobs? Oh, ZK snobs is not based on the It's based on the mm -hmm. uh, trusting setup. So let me tell you what's happening, so high level. Uh, so I think in ZK snark, what they're doing is that they're trying to generate some, some value like this due to the yeah. of X that nobody on us knows of X. Mm -hmm. And because they have the, they, 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 they based on some pairing, they say there's a pairing operations G3 and G3Y is equal to P, G, G, and Y. This is called base options, I guess. So, so, so in the, so in the ZK snark, so they want to, so sometimes you want to raise some value to the power of X. But with this technique, to raise the power of x, I only need to know that it's free or positive. Right here, help me, so let me put the point here. If I raise y here, these, uh, these actions help me to raise this to the power of x with something else. I don't have to know that exactly. Do you think it's not, it's not based on uh, biosomere? And DK uh, star is based on. I guess. So this one I don't forget, but uh, you can check it. I think DK stuff is based on huh? uh, This one is some paper by Dr. Bonet. That's kind of style they talked about. Bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah, I think bulletproof is based on it. Uh, the traditional Pinocchio protocol is not based on it's based on the trusting setup. So actually, this like a more work on how to get rid of this trusting setup. Somehow it's annoying. That was great. Want more stock market secrets? If so, go get your free copy of my best-selling book, Nine to Noon. You can get your free copy plus $11,176 of unannounced bonuses. It took me years to uncover completely for free at 9toNoonSecrets.com. Inside 9 to Noon, you find the top 38 secrets you can use to double your portfolio every two years and make upwards of 10% per trade daily.